Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The following content is not suitable for children. One of the things, George, that comes up with people, anybody, sexual pursuers and sexual withdrawers, is that they want to get drunk or they want to use a substance to kind of loosen their inhibitions. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important for us to talk about what this is about and think about not necessarily a judgmental point of view, but just understand what they're hoping for in that. So a lot of people use alcohol to loosen up. Let's talk about it. Sounds good. Welcome to Foreplay Sex Therapy. I'm Dr. Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fowler, your couples therapist. We are here to talk about sex. Our mission is to help couples talk about sex in ways that incorporate their body, their mind, and their hearts. And we have a little bit of fun doing it, right, G? Listen, and let's change some relationships. Don't forget to check out uberlube.com with the coupon foreplay. It really helps us to support the podcast and keep delivering free content. Thanks so much. All right, Laurie. So again, to put it in the context of gas pedals and brakes, things that turn us on, lower our inhibitions, allow us to be more engaged versus things that really shut us down, Mm -hmm. make it harder to be present. This is such a clash between the two with so many couples I work with. Right, yeah. where one person really needs to lower the inhibitions. We'll talk about the good reasons it's a gas pedal, but also the really good reasons it's a break mm-hmm. for the other person, why that, that doesn't work so well. It really makes it difficult for them to engage. Yeah, some people have breaks on alcohol. You know, some people don't drink alcohol to begin with, and sometimes the smell of alcohol on their partner's breath, you know, reminds them of bad things from their past or maybe a parent who was an alcoholic, or there can be really big blocks with alcohol. One of the smaller blocks that I hear is, why do you need to get high or why do you need to drink to be with me? Mm. You know, like so that we're it's, leading with the breaks. I like this. Yeah. It's like a rejection. You know, you need to get high because you, the, I think the, the worry is that the person doesn't want to be with them and need, needs to not be sober completely in order to be with them. Yeah. Well, for a lot of people, they're not so present, 
right? Mm-hmm. They like checked out. Yeah. You're with somebody who's like not really into you. Yeah. If, if what turns you on is that deep intimacy, this person's like checked out, you can see why that doesn't work so well. Exactly. They're not necessarily the same person even. You know, yeah. I, I think I've heard that a lot. You know, my partner, when they get drunk or when they use alcohol, that's, it doesn't even have to be drunk, you know, but when they're using alcohol, they get all lovey-dovey and affectionate and it's like, ooh, you know, that's not who you seem to be in general. And so the difference, that kind of sloppy part of mm-hmm. them is just like a big turnoff. Yeah. A lot of people feel like embarrassed by it. The person's like a clown or a child. It's not sexy. It's not yes. a turn on, right? right. That's, you want to, you know, pinch my butt, right? So you don't, that's normally what you don't do. And yet you have a couple of drinks and this side of you comes out that I really don't like, right? Yes. Because it, it doesn't seem like it gets me at all. It's not so interested in me. I become more just a, a body, just an object for you. Interesting that you would say that because I had somebody recently say, you know, my partner was drinking and they they reached around and kind of pinched my butt and we were out for cocktails with friends. It's like, I don't like that. I don't want him to do that in public and was really offended. And a big block comes up. You know, you're not sensitive. You're not even respectful of my needs. And you also mentioned the history, right? A lot of times there's trauma linked to episodes like this, mm-hmm. right? Maybe your partner has, you know, done some really bad things when they were drunk and the body yes. remembers that, right? It oh, becomes yeah. very vigilant of saying, you know, I don't want this happening to me again. Mm-hmm. So when you start to count number of drinks or you start to smell alcohol, literally the smell of it, or, you know, you see your partner smoking weed or whatever it is, just it can have such a physiological response in shoving the body down because yeah. the body's bracing for something bad to happen. It's hard to want to have sex when you're waiting for something bad to happen. Exactly. But I also want to explore what happens inside the person who reaches for a substance. What, gas pedal time. Right. Well, and there are gas pedals in it. You know, they're they're less inhibited. One person told me, you know, it's like a, a woman said, I am a sexual withdrawer, but when I use alcohol, I can literally put on lingerie, put on heels, crawl up on top of my partner and, you know, start doing them. And mm. it was so exciting to her. And and she said, you know, that's that's the that's the other part of that woman that is so sexually aggressive is my uninhibited like that I can get to with the alcohol. And what was interesting to me was the way she saw it as so other, you know, not really owning it. It's like, you know what, girl, you you made that all up. You thought that up. You were in it, you know, an altered state for sure. But those fantasies and that creativity and that kind of aggression and expression of your desire is a part of you. And for me as a therapist, I want her to have access to that place drunk or sober you know it's part of her and i just think if we can get her comfortable with that this is actually something she wants you know and that was kind of my question is like what's hard about expressing that when you're sober well i love you you're starting with that right the healthy function to whatever the drug is because what 
the longing behind it is it wants to lower inhibitions and tap into vitality, tap into more sexual energy. Yes. Right? One of my favorite sayings is that Irish saying, everybody focuses on the drinking and not the thirst. Mm-hmm. Right? The thirst here is that I want to be more of a sexual person. I want to connect with you in a deeper way. I want to do that with less walls. But like, so again, I just want to, I love that you're highlighting the health behind what these substances can kind of tap into. The real goal is going to be how do you tap into it without needing that? But we're not coming at this from a judgmental point of view. We trust adults are going to make decisions. You know, they're going to take into consideration the pluses and minuses of all these things. But I have a couple, you know, on special occasions, they might go away, you know, for after for a weekend and they'll pop two gummies, both of them, Mm -hmm. you know, and it doesn't turn either one of them off. It just loosens both of them up. And they usually have some of the best sex they have during those weekends. It's not just the gummies. It's got the going away. It's it's the intentionality. Right. But it's a double gas pedal for both. So it's a Mm -hmm. huge win. Mm-hmm. So again, they're trying to, to see there's a reason so many people need a glass of wine, you know, because it, it just loosens them up a little bit, right? It makes it easier to turn off the brain that's anxious and thinking about distractions. And it starts to kind of focus people into like being more present. It's amazing. Yes, the partner yes. takes it as not being present, but I think a lot of people do it to become more present and relaxed. And I think what you just described that they're both taking it it's a very positive cycle. The one person's lack of inhibition also kind of feeds the other person's lack of inhibition. And together, they might have some really, really amazing sex that they do remember. And it does, you know, they're not necessarily, you know, so out of it that they don't remember. But that amazing bonding and intimacy and lack of inhibition where they enter their bodies fully and kind of merge their spirits, you know, that stays with them and adds and aids their relationship. So I I do think some people use it very productively to gain access to the sexual parts of them and to and that, you know, they I, I'm not against substances. I just want y'all to hear. Absolutely. I I'm not a big drinker. Never have been really. I didn't go through a wild teenage years of drinking, obviously. And I don't really need a substance to enjoy sex fully, but there is a part of me that it. I I also enjoy it sometimes that way, you know, more or not more, but differently. You know, it's like I like the way it makes my head feel, and I like the way the things that come out in me and the things that come out in my partner. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, it's it's again the proof is in the results. If it's a gas pedal for for you and your partner. It works. Go for it. Yeah. Right. But if it's not, if one's a gas pedal and the other's a brake, it's a problem, right? And how do you have a conversation around it? Which is again what most couples can't do. People that need it can't really describe why that glass of wine really loosens them up. Mm-hmm. And it's not about zoning out. It's about relaxing. We know great lovers are relaxed, mm-hmm. and and drugs help people relax and turn off sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right? Sometimes they turn off too much, and then it's they're they're checked out. Mm-hmm. Right? So this is a fine balance. But you know, if I'm the partner on the other end who's not drinking, and I see that sloppiness, that's really not going to work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unless I was getting sloppy too, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. I just think that for sexual withdrawers, what what came up in my work was 
there are disowned parts of the sexual self. You know, as a sexual withdrawer becomes more healthy and the cycle stops pressuring them, you know, they can become vulnerable and talk about their feelings and fears of being pushed and being not enough and all of that. But one of the things that really emerges in sexual withdrawers is the part of them that is assertive about their sexual needs and can own them. And maybe, I've said it in the past, maybe they whispered their needs early on, but as they become stronger, they start to talk about directly their needs. And some of their needs can be very exciting. And they've given that up. And then, of course, they've lost some of the excitement about the sexual moments because they don't feel as powerful as they could, or they don't have access to express the desire the way they want it. And so I, I, I guess I'm, I'm wondering, how can we help people own these split-off parts so that they have more access to the full sexual self that maybe they're believing they only get access to through a drug or alcohol? Again, I, I want to highlight what's so important, what Lori's saying is that this allows, this is just a doorway that allows people to tap into deeper parts of their sexual self. And the body does remember that. And that's great and that's really important. And how do we integrate that and not become depending on needing a drug to be yourself, right? It's, that's the balance that we're really talking about. So let's come back and let's figure out that integration. Okay. I slept in my cozy earth pajamas on my cozy earth sheets last night, it was like heaven. I mean, it is so incredibly soft. And I think what I love about it is those bamboo sheets, like my husband likes them too, because they're temperature regulating. I feel them as warm and he feels them as cool. It is a wonder. Nothing like a sheet that could read minds, right? Exactly. And you know, they're luxury bedding essentials. They're backed by a lengthy warranty. So, I mean, you can trust this product. And obviously they're having great success being one of Oprah's favorite things, right? It's best-selling. And hey, Mother's Day is coming up. So why not give the gift of Cozy Earth this Mother's Day? Give luxurious loungewear or incredibly soft bedding to your wife, who is maybe a mother or even to your mother. You know, I mean, this is this is a great gift. And Cozy Earth provided an exclusive offer today for our listeners, up to 35% off site-wide when you use the code foreplay. 35% off. Use the code foreplay. That's CozyEarth.com. Exclusive offer. Use the code foreplay. For you, George, it has CBD oil in it. And I am actually all about this. You know, this is legal in North Carolina. I think if you CBD oil is legal everywhere. And it actually does help the body relax. It helps you more easily get aroused. So I'm all about this for women because we do have some difficulty like catching up with our male partners. So I really want you guys to try the Awaken Arousal Oil and the Sex Oil. This is a great product. Poria is all natural. It's plant-based ingredients and it intensifies your sexual pleasure. And another good thing is it can relieve discomfort. So Awaken, it's like a juicy warm-up, and it gets you turned on even before you start. And you can use it by yourself. You can use it with your partner. It basically increases your pleasure and it deepens orgasm. So cool stuff here. 
Yeah, and we've been getting some great feedback from our listeners that have tried it and have been really impressed with its ability to awaken things. Ooh, yes. You have my permission. I fully endorse this product to treat yourself to more and deeper and fuller pleasure whenever you find it as often as possible. And you can get a bottle of Foria. Foria is offering a special deal for our listeners. Get 20% off your first order by visiting foriawellness.com slash foreplay or use the code foreplay at checkout. That's F-O-R-I-A wellness.com forward slash foreplay for 20% off your first order. And I recommend trying the Awaken Arousal Oil and the Sex Oil. You'll thank me later. You'll thank us later. Okay, so we're going to come back. And George is going to be my couples therapist. I'm going to be a sexual withdrawer. And he's going to help me understand myself a little bit better sexually about what the alcohol is doing for me and help me kind of own some of that and and integrate that a little bit more so that I, I have more access to it, more agency as mm-hmm. a sexual woman with or without alcohol. It's It's not really about the alcohol. It's about me getting in touch with and having access to those places. Okay. So Jane, I know you're talking about having great sex this weekend, right? That's, that's a pretty big deal. So, so let's just help me set the stage. Like, what do you think led to such great sex? Well, I think, you know, we'd spent a lot of time together and, um, you know, he was really attentive to me, and we we sometimes on Saturday evenings do have, you know, a ritual where we'll have a fire and he'll pour cocktails, and I don't know, I it'd been a really good day, and so he poured me a drink, and we were just sitting kind of by the fire. We weren't saying a whole lot, and and after I was drinking, I think it was probably my second drink about midway, it was like something just... I felt like touching him and, you know, I, I slipped my hand into his inner thigh and just, I, I didn't do a whole lot more, frankly, George. I guess that was enough for my partner. But, you know, I just, I I, I felt like I could do it, you know, whereas I, you know, I, I don't ever make the first move. Yeah, that felt really different, right? So just try to understand what, and it's okay not to know, we're just exploring here. But you were saying after that second glass of wine, I mean, that drink, that cocktail, like, does that cocktail do something that that, that precipitated right before that hand reaches over? It seemed like there was a part of you that, like, wanted something from him, which is different than you always being responsive. So this initiating side to you, it's cool. Like, I I don't really hear about that in these sexual encounters. Mm -hmm. So let's just try to open up some space to understand, like, what, what helped bring that out. Well, it's like I felt warm. Mm-hmm. And that's the fireplace, that's the conversations, that's the alcohol, it's some of everything. Yep, definitely the fireplace, definitely the alcohol on the inside, and the conversation. Yeah, my, yeah, I felt close and there was a warmth between us, but. I think I felt warm. Okay. 
So even right now, you can feel that warmth as you're no, replaying this? I don't feel okay. it right now, but I okay. did then. And that warmth has I mean, I feel of, the warmth of the fireplace and all that, but I don't yeah. feel the warmth of being aroused or anything because I'm just talking to you. Well, that, again, that arousal warmth is the stuff that you normally don't tap into. It gets really hard to tap into. So something this time made it, you were able to access it, right? I think it's important that that's there. It's just really hard to access most times. And yeah. usually you, you get it by being responsive, mm-hmm. never really initiating. So this is a new move. So I'm yeah. just trying to think. You think maybe that, you know, those cocktails just lower your guard a little bit that allows you to tap into it. What do you think those, the, you know, the alcohol does? Well, I, I agree. It did kind of lower my guard. I, I think like I was sitting there and, you know, it was kind of all systems go and I felt a little something in my body, which felt so nice because usually I'm behind instead of ahead. And, and I, I guess I had kind of just thought about something and then I, Felt it. Yeah. And again, we're not over analyzing this. We're just trying to kind of be curious together. Because I know most of the time you talk about there's always this racing brain, this pressure that you feel in these encounters. Am I going to get aroused? What's going to happen? When's he going to touch me? I mean, there's usually, so does, does alcohol just stop some of that? Like is it allows it make it easy for you to just kind of be present to feel that fireplace to not think too much about things? Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I I I think that those thoughts that you just described are the distracting thoughts for me. Whereas the alcohol gave me space and then I had other thoughts. Hmm. I mean that's I always try to look at this like a math equation. You, the alcohol helped lower those negative kind of thoughts. And in the absence of that negative voice, voices, something kind of bubbled up that was new, right? It was more this kind of positive thing inside of you that's always there, right? True. Can I soup my buddy for just a minute? Yeah. Okay, so you need to go toward her thoughts. Like she's tell, she's giving you two openings now to explore the actual sexual part. Mm-hmm. And I know you're a man talking to a woman, so it might not feel as comfortable, but she's opening the door for you to help her get there. Yeah. Well, that's I'm trying to understand, Jane, when you even say that now, that you know, with the reduction of those distractions, something bubbles up. What, what kind of bubbles up for you? Well, you know, I I guess I did feel my body, and I, I don't know if it was my thought first or my body first, but then I, I kind of was thinking about, like, you know, I wanted to, to take him by the hand and sort of lay him down in front of the fire and give him oral sex was really what I was thinking, and I'm kind of embarrassed to tell you that, but it, it's just like I I could – I had this tiny little moment, and I didn't know how to quite do that. So normally he's the one who asked for that, and mm-hmm. but I know it really delights him, and I was kind of ready to give and to get, and I, I don't know. So it was like, and that was that was what I was thinking, and I'm really embarrassed. 
again, don't be embarrassed. It's awesome that you're kind of able to access that part of you, right? That part of you that you wanted to do it. You wanted to take charge in this moment to kind of lay him down, right? Yeah. You don't have to ask for it. You want it to be the one giving it. So again, I'm just kind of, I want to know more about this side of you that wanted that, right? That actually made a move towards that, not yeah. to give it to him because he wants it because you wanted to give it. That feels really different to me. And it did. It felt so different. And I think that's what alcohol helps me with is that, I, I don't know, I'm just so conditioned to let him orchestrate the entire event. And somehow or another, last night or whenever it was, it was like, I just, I had my own ideas and I was kind of, I started there, you know, and, and when I had the ideas, it's like I could feel my body responding to my own ideas and it got me excited and, and just thinking about him being excited, it's like I, I think, you know, I just have so much trouble like sometimes I'll initiate even George with him and or I think I'm initiating and he misses it. Like he doesn't even get that I'm initiating. Mm -hmm. And But when I'm using alcohol, I, I think he gets it more. And, yeah. you know, I'll stand there sometimes like, in, you know, from the bathroom looking at him like, hello, let's have sex. And right. he'll be watching TV and he doesn't even get that I want it. And I just don't know how he misses it. But yeah. with alcohol, well, I, just, I, I just hold on a second, okay, Jane. Okay. Because again, I want to make sure we spend a lot of time focusing on the things that get in the way, mm -hmm. right? The breaks, the things that you struggle and worry about. And those are really important. But what you're letting me into here is you actually have a lot of your own sexual thoughts. We yes. often don't talk about that. Yes. Certainly the alcohol kind of a, makes it a little easier to turn off the negative and to access these thoughts, right? I'm trying to think, how can we like, learn from that how do we kind of grow that side of you that has a lot of sexual thoughts right and if the alcohol helps access that great but they're there even without the alcohol then this part of you that is sexually wanting and engaged in thinking like that feels so so important to me mm -hmm. yeah i guess you know i i don't act on those things very often, hardly ever, except maybe when I'm drinking. And um, I know it would make my partner really happy if I did. I just, there's there's something I feel ashamed of them, even as I'm talking to you, right? Yeah. My embarrassment. I just feel so ashamed of having these ideas and fantasies. I just grew up you're not supposed to think about sex. And it, it's just like this enormous so Even voice. right now, as we're trying to touch that place, all the stuff comes around to shut that place down. Yeah. Right? Because you've been so conditioned to do that. And again, the alcohol just stops some of those voices, which yes. just allows you to listen yes. to this place, right? When this place is there. It's not something magically the alcohol creates. The alcohol just shuts down those negative voices that allows this place, it's like light gets to come into it where it could come out. Right. I think you're right. It's the, the alcohol stops that shaming voice and allows, it's like it takes the break off. Like you always are talking about gas pedals and brakes. It's like I have such a big break of, of shame. It's almost like I think he's going to think I'm demanding yeah. You know, and 
he's going to be turned off, and I worry about that too. I hear you. Right, and that break always makes you hesitant and reserved and responsive, right? But not really initiating. But when you can quiet the shame, that more bolder side of you comes out that says, "Wait a second, there's something I want to do here. There's something in this act that I want." And again, I want to act on these ideas, right? There, there's a power to you lurking underneath that often doesn't come out. And I guess that's our work here, trying to figure out how to champion more of that side of you. Because mm-hmm. it's your truth. It's who you are as a sexual being mm-hmm. that's been smothered through all these kind of years of shame. Yeah, that's true. I, I'm glad I, I, can, I can feel that. It feels good to kind of think about it maybe a little bit. It's like this is a part inside me. I, I think I, I always thought it was the alcohol that made me do it. <laughs> but. Yeah, it is. And I, when I hear you say, it sounds like I have a lot of sexual ideas, I, I probably do, but, you know, I, I almost don't think about that I do. I don't know how to describe it. It's just. I think you described it great. There's just not, not a lot of space for those ideas to come out in the environment of all that kind of shame and reservations and hesitations. Yeah. And if we kind of stop some of those tapes, all of a sudden, the real Jane starts to emerge. <laughs> Will the real Jane come forward? All right. How was that? <laughs> okay, there, that was good. I liked it. You know, obviously, I think that the woman felt supported and cared about and gently led into, you know, it so that she could start to say this out loud. And th- this may feel like really intimate work. But having somebody, and a therapist or a partner who could be so slow and gentle, um, give her access to what's behind the, the lack of inhibition, the de-inhibitor of alcohol, I think really would help her start to own this. Like, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, I... You know, when I enter these role plays, I just kind of become the person and I feel their thoughts and their bodies and their mind. And, you know, she also said, yeah, my own thoughts aroused me, which I think for females, really, they have to be in charge of their thoughts. That is a big, big part that if they can connect their thoughts to their body, they have more access to arousal. So nice. um, Yeah. Well, again, I love that you're working towards taking ownership. (laughs) This is not something alcohol gives you. It's something that's already there. Mm -hmm. Alcohol just frees you up, makes it easier to access, right? right? It is about integration. And I know we're going to get a lot of calls on this. And again, we realize alcohol and drugs can be a very slippery slope, Mm -hmm. right? And, And people become depending on it and it could ruin people's lives. And, you know, there's a lot... That's why we're inviting people to start having these conversations because what happens is most people don't talk to each other about why they need it, what works about it, what doesn't work about it. We're inviting you all to just take an opportunity. You know, all of us probably at some level need a glass of wine or something and probably have never talked about what that does or doesn't do for each other. So that's, that's the opportunity for our listeners. Just have a conversation around this topic. Thanks for listening. Keep it hot. 
Call in your questions to the 4Play Question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-MY, the number 4, PLAY. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by 4Play Media. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.